It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Play ball! This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to get to today. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Reds. Go to the website right now, LockedOnReds.com, for every single podcast. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's great to be with you on a Friday. It's great to be with you with the Reds streaking. That's three in a row. The Reds have won three straight games. They win yesterday over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Scooter Jeanette had three of the four RBIs in that game as the Reds win 4-1. to one. Tyler Malley pitched well. And they got uh, really solid pitching from the bullpen. And, man, it, it, was, it was a good – it was a late game, as tonight is as well. But it was fun. Floro pitched well out of the bullpen. Obviously, Iglesias, which we kind of expect, but he pitched well and he got his fifth save of the season. But it wasn't really the news of the day for the Reds. And it's one of those things I want to give them credit where credit's due because they did it. I mean, they did it. I sound really optimistic. But look, the Reds are going up against a beat-up Dodgers team. It's a good way to get things moving in the right direction. And they started out well yesterday. They didn't score early. Started scoring in in the sixth inning when they had a two-run double by Scooter Jeanette with two outs, by the way. Billy Hamilton followed that up with a RBI triple, and he did that um, with two outs as well in the seventh inning, and then Scooter Jeanette followed that up with a home run. All in all, four runs, nine hits, one error for the Reds. That was Joey Votto. One run, four hits, one error for the Dodgers, and the Reds pick up win number 11 on the year. Now with that, uh, I will get to... Tonight, in just a few minutes, but let's get to the news of the day because the Reds, well, they made a move, a significant move, and this came down from the Reds at, oh, about 4.45 or so Eastern time, excuse me, yesterday. They promoted Nick Crawl to Reds general manager. Dick Williams will remain with the staff. He's going to be the president of baseball operations only moving forward. Nick Crawl, now the general manager. And the initial reaction to this and People like Jim Bowden reacted to this. Most of Major League Baseball or most Major League Baseball organizations are set up this way. They have a GM and a president of baseball ops because there's just so much to oversee and do. And the the only thing that I thought was kind of weird about this was the timing. 
Think about it. It is May 11th. We're talking about a team that has a new GM, that has a new manager, that's just it, it, all these things that have changed within six weeks. And I get it. I understand it. And I'm fine with it. I also think it could free up Dick Williams or, or vice versa in, in helping the managerial search for next season. With that being said, I just felt like the timing was a little weird. But uh, let's get to it because Dick Williams and Nick Craw, they, had a, they held a conference call yesterday. And Nick has been with the organization for years and years and years, I think uh, 15 total seasons. He's been the assistant general manager since November 2015. So it's not like he's not been around. It's not like he hasn't been here. He was, uh, let's see, he was here from 2003 on. So he's been here since, two, from, since 2003. So uh, let's get to a conference call. This is going, it's going to be a bunch of reporters, Nick Crawl. And Dick Williams. You're not going to hear my voice because it was on during our, this conference call was on during our three to six show, so I could only record it. I could not get in on it and ask questions. But here is, it starts out with Dick Williams congratulating new Reds general manager, Nick Kral. Congratulations to my uh, friend and colleague, Nick, on uh, more responsibility. He may thank me now, he may not later, but, uh, you know, this is just. Um, we, we've been we're going through a busy time here and uh, we are in the middle of a, a, a rebuilding project and uh, process and it's been uh, you know uh, all hands on deck here and um, you know it's important that we uh, that we focus on our operations and we are doing everything we can to get uh, get the uh, ship point in the right direction I think we've had a, a really productive last couple of years on the rebuilding front to see it start to translate to the major league level. Um, and I think this year, between all of the activity we're going to have around the major league team and all the activity we're going to have behind the scenes, um, it just made sense to transition to this sort of structure, which is becoming increasingly common around the league. Nick, your thoughts about taking over? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm taking over. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a collaborative process with, uh, with, with Dick still as the president of baseball ops. Um, and I will just have more an increased responsibility uh, in uh, in getting things done and working with all departments. Hey Nick, it's Mark. Um, you know, you obviously have been working a long time with the organization and kind of worked your way all the way up from you know from what you did with Oakland and as an intern and everything like that. What does it mean to you to actually have this title now after all the work you've put in? No question. It's very exciting. Um, you know, I, I've been here. This is my 16th year here. Um, we've been through some ups and downs and, and you know, looking forward to getting back uh, very shortly to the, to the ups. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, really, I really love this organization. Um, I love the people in this organization. Uh, you know, and, and what we're doing now, I, I really believe that, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're headed in the right track and, uh, you know, we should hopefully getting there sooner rather than later. But uh, I, I'm really excited for the opportunity to, uh, to take on more responsibility and, and, uh, and do more. Dick, this is John Fay. What does this mean to day-to-day operations? What changes, I guess, I'm asking? Well, um, you know, John, it's, uh, it's, a, it's the same workload. You know, there's a ton to do. Um, we just want to be able to do more going into this summer. We've got a lot of projects, um, uh, internal projects that we want to focus on. And given the the amount of time that's going to take, I think it's important to have two people, you know, in, in empowered with the title of, of you know GM and, and president to be able to cover all the bases. So, 
you know, our day-to-day work, we work as a group, not just Nick and I, but, but you can put uh, Sam and, and Jeff and some of the other guys in there as well. We, we, you know, we collaborate on, on just about everything. And, um, you know, it's, it's easy to pass the baton around here and, and get things done. But I do see an increase in workload this year with, with what we're trying to accomplish and the speed with which we want to accomplish it. So Nick and Dick, can take us through the process of acquiring Matt Harvey. You expect him to pitch uh, in the Dodgers series. In what role, and what are your expectations for his contribution to the team? Um, yeah, so, so from a timeline, we, he was designated for assignment, and uh, he was a guy that you know he's had success in the past. We uh, we looked at it as a guy that uh, you know that could either start or relieve for us. Um, yeah, we expect him to report in the next couple of days. Uh, in, in Los Angeles, uh, and then uh, we'll have to uh, have to determine where he is uh, with uh, uh, where he is uh, from a from a pitching standpoint, and then uh, go from there. Um, I think that he can uh, he can serve multiple roles, but uh, he's a guy with some upside that uh, we wanted to acquire to bolster our pitching staff. What's your status and your uh, plan with Nick Senzel with his uh, vertigo? What are you hearing, and what do you what is the process for how you're going to treat that? Uh, well, I'll leave the. I don't want to miss, misspeak on the medical treatment, so I'll leave that to the you know to the doctors. But I will say that um, you know we we are being very cautious with Nick. Um, you know he's had this before, and we feel like we've got a good treatment plan in place, and we do think it's realistic to expect to see him back on the field um, in fairly short order. You don't have a specific timeline on that? No, no. It's it's much more of a, um, you know, he's treated and then, uh, you know, when, when symptom-free, he's he'll be cleared for activity. Um, and uh, we we have reason to be, be optimistic about that. And I, I, I like how that conference call ended because you, you got some insight there on Nick Senzel. You got some insight on Matt Harvey. By the way, Matt Harvey will pitch tonight. He's starting for the Reds. Uh, the Senzel thing, I just – at least Scooter Jeanette hit yesterday. <laughs> like, if he's going to field poorly, at least he's got a hit. And you just wonder how bad this vertigo thing is with Nick Senzel. I hope they take it precautionary and just take it day by day. I don't want them to rush him or anything like that, and then he end up having to get shut down for an extended period of time um, if they can avoid it. So we'll see there with Nick Senzel. But, yeah, I thought that that was worth your time. It's worth you uh, the, the five, six minutes that it was to hear Nick Carl, to hear Dick Williams and, and how things are going to be in the Reds organization. Let's get to tonight, and let's hear from Matt Harvey. We will do that on the other side. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. Matt Harvey gets the ball tonight for the Cincinnati Reds, and it's going to be interesting. I thought they were going to bring him along slowly. The Reds opted to put Brandon Finnegan in AAA, which, okay, I get it. That's fine. That can happen. Uh, And it makes sense because you want him to be a starter. But when does Amir Garrett get his shot? That's the odd man out here. Like, Matt Harvey's getting his shot. Brandon Finnegan's got his shot. Cody Reed even got a shot. And Well, now what happens if Brandon Finnegan still struggles in AAA? What happens if Matt Harvey continues to struggle like he has over the past couple seasons? Then does Amir Garrett get his shot? That's the big question mark. But yeah, Matt Harvey tonight 
starting for the Reds. And this is a, uh, or tomorrow is a weird first pitch. Tonight is 10-10 Eastern first pitch. Tomorrow's 9-10, which is really weird. It's because the 6-10 start in L.A. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be Matt Harvey, and it's going to be, he's got a, a an interesting, interesting story, obviously, but he's going to go up against Kenta Maeda, who's 2-2 two and two on the season. Uh, a little over, a tad over, 4.02 ERA, has pitched 31 in a third innings on the year. Maeda's a pretty good pitcher. So it's going to be interesting to see this matchup. It's going to be interesting to see how Matt Harvey does. Harvey 0-2 on the year, comes in with a 7.0 ERA, and you just wonder. You just wonder with Matt Harvey. I thought that this was a very interesting interview. He caught up with Jim Day, Fox Sports Ohio, and here's uh, Jim's conversation with new Reds starting pitcher Matt Harvey. What was your first reaction when you found out about the trade? Oh, I was very excited. I think... Uh... I was I was a little more excited that I was able to come up here and and I'm, and uh, you know meet the guys so close to where I was working out and doing all that stuff. But um, you know, obviously, I've spent some time in Cincinnati. I, I, I play with the Midland Redskins, so uh, having some friends and some some uh, you know familiar places to go back to it was uh, it was it was pretty exciting. So. Jim Rickleman, the manager, has said that uh, he'll wipe the slate clean with you. He didn't care what happens in the past. It's only going forward. Uh, how refreshing is that for you? Yeah, it's very nice. I think, uh, as people would say, you know, fresh start. And, and a lot of people have been saying that it's been uh, definitely a positive. And, and, you know, I'm able to finally smile and, and, and just worry about baseball and, and get back on the five-day rotation that, that I've done for my entire career. And, and uh, you know, I'm really excited about the, the opportunity with the Reds and, and uh, I'm going to do everything I can to help this team win and, and get back on track. You went through a lot of experiences as a New York Met, uh, a lot of things written about you on the field, off the field. Uh, how much have you learned about yourself through that experience and what you can carry into your new life here in Cincinnati? Well, I think... Um, you know, there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of a lot of failures that I've had in, in the past, and a lot of a lot of success I've had in the past. So I think just being resilient and sticking with it, and and working on um, you know all you can off on the field, and and um, you know really just stick to the grind and and you know work through it. I think I put so much pressure on uh, all the success I've had in the Mets uniform to recently a lot of the failures and, and it just kind of kind of added up and and really mentally it was it was pretty hard so I think having a having a new new start and uh, I think it'll I think it'll help kickstart my career again on the mound you've dealt with a lot of injuries um, where do you stand on that they talk about your velocity being down and maybe reinventing yourself as a pitcher going forward what type of pitcher can you be now well, I think, you know, the, the, the problem I was having is, is in between starts, it was uh, everything was right where I wanted it to be. And, and I think, um, you know, some of the failures that I've had and, and, and troubles that I've had on the mound, um, you know, mentally that, that can kind of creep into your head. So I think, you know, really just flushing that out and, and going out there and pitching and, and concentrating on getting hitters out. Um, it's the biggest thing. I mean, that's pretty easy easy to say, but you, you actually have to go out and do it. So um, I'm excited to have a Reds uniform on and, and get a chance to do that. That's Matt Harvey. Hopefully he will uh, not only get a chance, but take his chance and run with it starting tonight for the Cincinnati Reds. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? Because if that happened and Matt Harvey was competent, 
Tyler Malley, I think we're all feeling pretty good about him. I think Luis Castillo's a guy that's coming around some and going to be really good for this team. Homer Bailey, imagine if Homer Bailey ended up being the weak link. No, but <laughs> in all seriousness, looking at what Harvey's done this year, he hasn't pitched for more than six innings. He The, the game he went six innings, he allowed six runs. The games that he's, his best game was the first his first outing. One hit, five innings pitched, April 3rd. They won, the Mets won 2-0. So he picked up a win. Well, it didn't pick up a win, but uh, they got the win. He directed them, set them up for success there. Didn't get a win. He's 0-2 on the year. Um, then after that, gave up four earned runs in five innings. After that, four earned runs in five innings. Six earned runs in six innings. One earned run in two innings. And that's when he moved to the bullpen after that against Atlanta. And then one earned run in two innings. And then one earned run in an inning. And then he was good. The last His last outing was April 29th. I take that back. He had an outing in May 3rd. On May 3rd, he pitched two innings and gave up five runs. So there you go. I mean, his ERA went from 0 to 3.6 to 4.8 to 6 to 5.8 to 6 to 5.7. Now 7. Now to seven. So we'll see where he's at after today. I hope he pitches well. I just don't see it. I think they lose tonight. He has 20 strikeouts on the season, nine walks, 27 total innings pitched. We'll see for Matt Harvey. Are you excited for his debut? Are you excited for his Reds debut? You could tweet me at James Rapine. Also, at Locked On Reds. This has been a fun week of shows. It's been a crazy week. Who would have thought... Not only would they have traded for Matt Harvey, but Devin Mazzarocco wouldn't be in town. And they would have won three straight, and Dick Williams would no longer be the general manager. I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. We'll do it all Monday. Have a great weekend. Again, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.